Hey everybody, welcome back to another week at Faith Over Fear. Last week we talked about having kingdom mentality and talked about how that, that's going to kind of be the theme for our um, our podcast this year. And I, I think it was actually a fitting week to do it with the elections going on. And I know that there's been a lot of chaos going on with the elections and that's kind of where I want to talk this week. And so I think last week talking about kingdom mentality, especially with that stuff going on, was a great topic to kind of hit on. And I want to encourage you guys. One, if you haven't listened to that episode yet, please go back and listen to it. I, I've given some scripture, give kind of my take on what it looks like to have a kingdom mentality. And I just think it's very important that we use that scripture. We dive into scripture. We dive into prayer to to address situations and um, things in life through kingdom eyes and not our own eyes. So I want to encourage you guys, if you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it. If you had listen, have listened to it, I hope it encouraged you this past week to really try to refocus yourself, refocus your heart and your soul um, to do things that um, benefit the kingdom and not necessarily the world. So getting into this week, I just want to recap um, the 2022 midterms. And so I've kind of got a lot of notes um, jotted down here. So if you're watching on YouTube, I'm going to apologize in advance. I'm probably going to be looking down at my notes a lot. I just want to make sure I get this information right. And so before I even get started, I want to say if the midterms didn't go the way that you thought they were going to go last week, I understand. And I want to encourage you that it's going to be okay. We serve a mighty God. We serve a holy God. And when we put our lives and we put our beliefs and we put everything in his hands and in his time, Everything will work out. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that everything's going to work out on this earth or that the way you think things are going to play out in the world are going to play out a certain way. I, I don't mean that. What I mean is we have hope in Jesus. We have hope in a Heavenly Father that loves us. So regardless of what happened last week, we have to stay in that kingdom mentality and stay focused on our mission as believers. So that being said, Last week's midterms did not go the way that I thought they were going to go, if I'm being honest. Um, but I just kind of want to uh, highlight some of the um, exit polls and kind of give a couple takeaways that I had looking at last week's midterms. So there was a couple things I want to look at. One is kind of where um, percentages laid in men and women. But before that, I want to get into my, the first takeaway that I had. And we're going to be talking about, like I said, percentages on the exit polls. Um, talking about the condition of the economy. And so I'm going to go through some of these things and kind of give where I'm at and and just kind of give you my example of what I see. So the first thing is, and this is from CNN. So just so everyone out there listening, I am not a fan of CNN. I'm not a fan of MSNBC, ABC. I'm not really a fan of any of them. Fox, I'm not really a fan of media at all. But I'm using CNN because most people are going to say, well, you're a conservative Christian, so you're using, you know, right-winged. No, I am not. These are exit polls from CNN. This was posted on CNN. So um, you guys can go on there and look at the, find these statistics. So the condition of the economy, they rated it in four different categories. You had excellent, good, not so good, and poor. And then they broke it down, Democrats and Republicans. So those who align with the Democratic Party, and then those who align with the Republican Party. So Democrats, on the condition of the economy, 89% of them said it was good. 62% said not so good, and 10% said poor. So Democrats see our con uh, the condition of our economy right now 
almost 90% say good and 10% say poor. When you look at Republicans, it's the exact opposite. 9% says the condition of the economy is good. 88% say it's poor. So how is it that two different... So you've got the same American people looking at the same economy, living with the same prices, but seeing it completely different. So that was the first thing that I saw that kind of blew my mind. The second thing that I saw was family financial situation. Most of you listening to this understand that we are living in a recession. Inflation is at a 40-year high. So no, things in the economy right now are not good. And I'm not saying that because I'm a Republican. I'm not saying that because I'm a conservative. I'm saying that because that's the state of the economy. There's no two ways to look at it. So we're going to look at family financial situation. So they, they had three categories for this one. Is it better than it was before Joe Biden? Is it worse than it was before Joe Biden? Or is it this, about the same? So starting with the Democrats. So Democrats who, uh, and this, there was almost 19,000 people polled on this, by the way. I forgot to mention that. So of these 19,000 people, the ones who said that they were um, Democrats, their family financial situation, 75% of them said it's better. Said it's better. That's that's actually unbelievable because that's there's no way. Um, and I'll get into that in a minute. 19% said worse. 73% said about the same. So what did the Republicans say? Again, almost the exact opposite. Republicans in this poll said that their family financial situation, 23% said it's better, 79% said it was worse, and 25% said it's about the same. So the thing that's crazy to me about this, and I, the statistics I'm about to give you, I got from the um, United States Bureau of uh, Labor Statistics. It says that, or excuse me, the labor statistics gave that um, statistics on um, the family financial situation. The thing that I find crazy about this is we're literally living in a 40-year high inflation, 8.8% right now, and real wages, and this also came from the United States Bureau of Labor Statistics, the real wages is down 3%. Down 3%. That means your money's not going as far as it did a year ago. That's nation average. So again, it's it's mind-boggling to me that Democrats and Republicans are exa- are polar opposites on these questions, considering... Majority of Americans are getting hurt by high grocery bills, high gas prices. The housing market is unreal right now. Another statistic, and this is coming from the Daily Wire, it said only 42.2% of American families earning $90,000 a year can afford to buy a home. And I'm going to repeat that. Only 42.2% of Americans, American families earning $90,000 can afford a house. So that's 58% of American households who are making $90,000 a year can't afford to buy a house. Now, if you're asking what the average American household income, it's not 90,000. It's not even really close. I think it was somewhere around 70,000. So if not even half of the families making 90k can fill, uh, can afford a house, then how can the average American afford a house? Which makes me ask the question, how in the world can 75% of Democrats say that their financial situation is better? Not many people's financial situations are better. Now, I'm not saying it's impossible. I mean, depending on what certain situations, I know some people, maybe you got promoted. Maybe you paid a car off and got promoted. So therefore, you're making more money. You don't have a car payment anymore. Things like that add up and you're doing better. 
But that has nothing to do with the economy. That just has everything to do with your personal finances. And it's possible. Um, me speaking specifically for my family, we are a little bit better, but it has nothing to do with the the um, inflation or real wages or anything like that. It's just in my job, I've been able to grow some of my accounts. I've been able to get out to my, I'm in sales, so I've gained new accounts. I've grown certain accounts. And so I've been able to grow my own business and do better for myself. That has nothing to do with really um, per se the economy. Now, what I will say is, is if the recession continues to get worse, then yes, it will affect me because then it's going to be harder for people to be able to afford the things that I'm selling. And so I'm not saying it's impossible for a family's financial situation to get better, but there's no way that 75% of the Democrats, people in America that vote Democrat, there's there's no way that 75% of their family financial situations are better. It's just impossible. There is no way. And so what do I see out of out of these statistics? What I see is one, and what I saw through the midterms, one is American politics is extremely polarized. And people tend to listen to what or tend to believe what they hear on what? The media. Our media in the United States is the number one problem with why people can't be unified. They are the number one problem on why we can't be unified. Because you've got people who listen to CNN and listen to them saying that we're not in a recession. The grocery prices are high because it's globally high. Gas prices are high because of the war in Ukraine. All this That's a, that's a bunch of garbage. And even if it was because of those things, the war in Ukraine happened because of policies set in place by this administration. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But what happens is people listen to CNN. People listen to Joy Reid on MSNBC or they listen to ABC or whatever it is. They listen to it and then boom. Oh, we're not in a recession. That's just a Republican talking point. Oh, inflation's high? Ah, that's just a Republican talking point. And we do the same thing on the on, on the right. Whatever Fox News tells us, whatever all these you know right wing news outlets, we oh it's that's the gospel truth. No one does their own research. No one goes out there and tries to find the truth for themselves. And that's what these statistics say. They're literally the they are mirror opposites of each other. When you talk about Democrats and Republicans, it's unreal how you can have the same Americans living in a country, but just because they align different differently politically. They see things differently. Mind-boggling to me. There is no two ways about it. Groceries are sky high. Gas is sky high. Homes, sky high. Interest rates, sky high. Everything in this country is extremely more expensive than it was a year ago. And wages, wages didn't keep up. So it's just mind-boggling to me that we've become so, so split because of what? Because of the media. And so what I want to get out, what I want you guys to get out of that is turn that garbage off. It's okay to listen to it just to kind of hear what's going on, but you need to go do your own research. I listen to the Daily Wire. I trust them the most. They are a conservative family-based um, company that believes in giving you what's happening and letting you make your own decisions. I would say that a lot of their articles are non-biased. They just give you what's going on and you get to make your own decision. So I want to encourage you guys, find a news outlet that's not the mainstream because mainstream is garbage. All of them. They live off of division. They live off of it. And you can see it in these polls. You can see it in the polls. So what's the next thing that I want to talk about? The next thing I want to talk about is the breakdown uh, um, between sex. So they gave, and again, going back to CNN, 
They gave married men statistics. Married men vote Republican, in favor of Republican, 59% to 39%. 59 to 39. 20 point advantage to Republicans. Single men, 52% to 45% Republican. Married women, 56% to 42% Republican. And then here's the kicker. Single women vote 68% to 31% Democrat. So single women are really a big, big swinging factor in this year's election. Now, what's a big topic for a lot of these single women out there? Unfortunately, it's abortion. And so what does the abortion, what does the abortion statistics show? So abortion, it, so they have another one. It says abortion should be, they've gotten four categories, legal in all cases, legal in most cases, illegal in most cases, or legal in all cases. So Democrats say that, 86% of Democrats say that it, that abortion should be legal in all cases. Meaning, if you are eight months and two weeks pregnant and your due date is right around the corner, Democrats are going to say, if the woman don't want it at that point, kill it. Shoot, they're saying that you could be in the delivery room and in the middle of it go, ah, you know what? I don't want this baby anymore. I will just kill it. That's what they're saying. 86% of them. 86% of them. 60% say legal in most cases. 9% say it should be illegal across the board, and 11% say it should be illegal, um, or excuse me, 9% say illegal in most cases, 11% say illegal in all cases. So what do the Republicans say? 11% say that it should be legal in all cases, which I'm going to be honest with you, that was kind of a staggering number in my opinion for Republicans. 11%, 11% say that it should be legal in all cases. 38% said legal in most cases. 90% said illegal in most cases, and 88% said illegal in all cases. And so what does that say? Well, when you add the single women into abortion, so Roe v. Wade undoubtedly swung this election a little harder than what we thought. Undoubtedly a lot harder than what Republicans thought. But here's the misunderstanding, and this is what I wish people would talk about more. It's not about abortion. It's They talk about Roe v. Wade. And here's the problem is it's a misunderstanding of what the Supreme Court did. The Supreme Court did not make it illegal to have abortions. It sent it back to the states and let the states decide. We are the United States of America, and that's exactly where it should lie. And so I think a lot of the problem was is, a, is misinformation on what Roe v. Wade was. But regardless, what happened is, is the Democrats won over single women off of women's rights. Women's rights. And how do I want to tie this back in to a couple weeks ago? I don't know if you guys, for most of you who are listening, you remember a couple weeks ago leading into the election, I talked about Saul Alinsky and his eight rules on how to pretty much turn a country communist. And number seven on that list was what? You guessed it. Getting rid of religion. Getting rid of faith. Why do you want to get rid of faith? Well, you, you, here's my thing. This is what I've this is what I've learned through this last midterm. This is what I've learned in American politics. They want to dismantle the family, and they want to remove God. Why? Because a healthy family unit is more inclined to be faith based, faith driven. And when you have a faith based, faith driven family, they vote conservative, and the Democrats would never win. So what do you have to do? You've got to dismantle our institutions, you have to dismantle the family, and you have to get faith out of it. And if you don't believe me, listen to these statistics. The WashingtonTimes.com 
said between 2009 and 2019, Christianity fell by 13 million people, while no faith grew by 30 million. People of faith, Christianity fell by 13 million people, while people of no faith grew 30 million individuals in this country. Why? Because we took God out of everything. He's not in the schools. He's not in the government. Heck, he ain't in half the churches in America right now. We're, we have dismantled it down even into the church. Scripture says in the end time, there's going to be false prophets. There's going to be false teachers teaching about a fake God, a fake Jesus, a false doctrine. And we're seeing it. And this is, this is an example of what happens when the church doesn't stand on truth. It says about 167 million American adults, which is about 65% of the population, are Christian. Christian. Quote, unquote. That's down from 77% from the decade prior. 12%. 12% of Christian adults turned away from the faith. That's not good. If you're, if you're a believer and you're listening to this, that's not good. And it's because... People in the church are weak. You don't read the word. You don't stay in prayer. You don't meditate on the word. And we've become weak. And that's why. Now, what about um, what about people who say they don't have a religion? So atheist, agnostic, non-affiliated. 67 million. 67 million. It was, it's up from 17% to 26%. So the church dropped by 12%. And the enemy's up by almost 10%. No faith. One in four people are going to tell you that they have no faith. One in four. What are we doing? What are we doing? See, here's something else that I learned in this last midterm. If you're a parent out there, if you're listening and you're a parent, we have to get as passionate about protecting our children from these indoctrinations of the woke agenda as much as these baby-killing leftists are. They are passionate about it. So passionate that they'll lie and they'll deceive to get single women on board with, with what they're going to do. I was actually talking to my wife about it. It reminded me of the creation story. And if you're listening to me, men, it is so important that you take your rightful spot as a leader in your household and in your community. Why? What happened in the creation story? I was reading in the New Testament. And it said it wasn't Adam that was deceived. It was Eve. See, woman was deceived early. And it caused destruction. What are you seeing in America today? Women are being deceived at the highest levels. And what happens? A country is destroyed. Killing tens of millions, tens of millions of babies. Since Roe v. Wade. We're telling women that they, they need to put their careers first. Don't get married young. Don't have children young. Don't have children at all. We're discouraging women. And now what else are we doing to women? We're allowing men to compete with them in sports? In every aspect? You got drag queens winning beauty pageants? What have we done to women? We've demoralized them. We've deceived them. And now they stand alone on the wide path with no direction. 
Men, where are you at? Churches, where are you at? Pastors, where are you at? I get passionate about this because this is this is the world that we're leaving for my children. And this isn't what I want to see for my children. This isn't what I want to see for my wife. And so what have I taken away from where we're at through these last midterms is, is men and the church, it's now or never. It's now or never. We're going to lose our country. We're going to lose our women. We're going to lose our churches. We're going to lose it all. Unless, and I'm going to tie it back into last week, unless we dive into the word, we dive into prayer, we meditate on it, we guard our hearts, and we have kingdom mentality. Because I'm going to tell you something right now. Kingdom mentality did not win last week. Not on the world. Now, don't don't misunderstand what I'm saying. God doesn't lose. The victory is God's, and he will have his day. But what I am saying is, it's a lack of kingdom mentality walked outside of the umbrella, and the storms are coming. The umbrella hadn't moved. We have. Why? Because the church is not taking its rightful place as the moral compass of society and the moral compass of a household. And until that changes, we're going to continue to see these things happen. So I want to encourage you guys, men, hear me. Hear me. Fathers, brothers, sons. Take your place as the leaders of your communities and be rooted in biblical truth. Full of grace, full of truth. Women, follow those men. Allow yourself to be led by a godly husband, by godly fathers, by godly men. Guard your hearts and allow yourself to be led in a godly way. No more politicians. We're not led by politicians. No more. So what I'm asking you for today, if anybody out there listening to Faith Over Fear, today's the day that we throw politician leadership aside and we focus on the one leadership that matters, Christ, the head of the church. I appreciate you guys tuning in this week. As usual, you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We're on YouTube now, so I want to encourage you guys, find us on YouTube, subscribe to the channel, and help us grow this community. And again, it's not about Tyler Campbell. It's about kingdom mentality. It's about growing the kingdom and doing the Lord's work. I love you guys, and we'll see you next week. Let us